This is Kieran Murphy, the founder and presenter of the Across the Four Lakes podcast. On Sunday, Michael put their senior Camogie title on the line when they take on Nave Breed in the final at Netwatch Cullen Park. The club is going for 24 titles in a row. Reach Nolan, the Carlo and Michael player, is here to talk about the final. Reach, welcome. It's a miserable day out here. It's the place to be really inside doing these interviews yeah. and that story out at all, really, is it? Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's not a great day for a game now, looking out there. But sure. Yeah, and I'm I looking at about- the footballers there are playing at the, the junior final, I'd say, is coming to a close now, and the senior final is on at two o'clock. It couldn't have come at a worse day for them. So, I know. Look, that's the way it is. Look, um, it won't be, won't be, won't be tore up now for next weekend. Oh, Jerry Mack, they'll have it back printed proper by that's then. Sure. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff to be played on that before you get to your mm-hmm. match. I know. Yeah. All right. Listen, um, look, it's no secret that you're going to work abroad. Two weeks ago, I met you, and I, I thought you had already gone, but you were saying you were staying for the Camogie final. says a lot yeah. about Camogie and about your commitment to Michael that uh, you've decided to put it off for that few extra days. Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose I didn't I didn't want to leave the country feeling like I left the county final behind me, whether we win or lose. Um, I just love being part of it, and I love when those days come. And all year I was kind of humming and hawing whether... I'd leave in September because that was the original plan. Um, yeah. But I knew they wanted to wait till the Camogie season was over. So whether that was in the final or whether we were knocked out before the final, I wanted to wait until my season was over before I headed off. So yeah. I'm going uh, two days after the county final. Yeah, this I hope and it's not a draw. I know. I hope it's not a draw too or I'll be changing my flights. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Listen, tell me, where are you going? And what was the thought process behind them? Um, going um, abroad because you're very much a Carla person, very much a Michael person. So it must have been a big decision to make the decision. Yeah, and is it permanent or is it uh, something that you'll, you'll explore? Yeah, look, we're going indefinitely. I didn't want to put a time label on it because I could be there for six months and want to come home or I could be there for six years. I really don't know. So we're just going to, to set off to New Zealand. Um, and it was just something I always wanted to do. And with COVID and then coming back to real life after COVID and everything moves so fast, all of a sudden I'm three years in and I still haven't gone. So I need to go now or I'll never go. Yeah, and tell me, yeah, who's, and I, the wee, who's the wee part of the... Uh, my your wife is coming with me. My boyfriend is coming with me. Yeah, yeah. Was that a big decision for both of you? Like, I know what you're saying. You're talking about... Yeah. Yeah, it was for me, considering I had the business going, you know, um... I was three years in, three years on the dot in my business um, and I just packed it up there on Friday. So that was obviously a huge, a huge deal for me. Um, I put a lot of work into it and a lot of time and sweat and tears over the last three years. But look, I'm looking forward to the new challenge and it'll be a nice break from the stress of self-employment for a few months. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Have you anything lined up over there? No, no, we're just going, just winging it. Have you anybody to meet you at the plane or when you arrive or do you know anybody? I have, I have a couple of friends that I was in college with in Auckland, so I'm sure I can arrive on their doorstep if I'm stuck. Yeah, yeah, Still I can happen. just imagine you all right, yeah. Yeah, I won't be I won't be panicking too much about it now, Kieran. All these things have a way of working out. Yeah, yeah. And of course Ali Ruchisco, she's 
one of your one of your colleagues who has already gone. Where did she go to? Yeah. Ali's gone to Melbourne. Um, so Ali Ali would have waited till after the camogie season ended as well. She's Maisha camogie true and true. Um, only her situation is a bit different. She got a career break from teaching. So obviously, with your career break, you're you're fairly limited in the time that you have. So she just had to go, and she was yeah. dead right to go because, as you said, the match next week could be a draw, and we could be waiting another two weeks to play it. So she just had to go, and she was dead right. Yeah, listen, you come from a wonderful family down there in Michel. I'm sure they're all going to miss you, but I'm sure they they support you. And, and no more, your mother and father have always supported whatever you've done, whatever your brothers and sisters have done. And um, look, they're going to be, um, I suppose, a little bit worried. But as I say, the support you have, I'm sure, is helping you as well. Absolutely. And I won't be too long over there, Kieran, when the flights will start coming in. There's so many Nolans out here. There'll be someone over, I'd say, every month of the year. So although I'll be at the other side of the world, I'm sure I won't be able to get rid of them that fast. Yeah, but, yeah they're, de- they're definitely... It's definitely an excuse to travel as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm very lucky that my family are healthy and well and my mum and dad are healthy and well and they can hop on a flight there, no problem. So yeah, I'm very, very grateful. Yeah, listen, I was... Uh, you played in the league final, the Carlo and the Camogie, and I remember that... They, when the final whistle went, you had won the game, you had won narrowly. And Kate said to me, did you hear how did the Carla Hurlers do? I can't remember who they were playing when they were playing a league game. And she says, did John Michael get a run, you know? So even in in the height, in the joy of your victory, she was still thinking of uh, of John Michael because at that stage, I think he was struggling to get on the Carla team or maybe he was fighting yep. with injury. Uh, and um, that was all in your minds as well. Absolutely. And yeah, he was he was struggling big time at the start of the year with his back and kind of waiting to see if he even needed surgery. He was that bad, you know, but luckily in true John Michael fashion, he just comes back to normal, you know, um, with, with no kind of fuss about him. Um, and me and Kate always said we nearly get more nervous watching our brothers and sisters play matches because we want them to do so well. We're more yeah. nervous watching the sideline than we are playing our own matches. And that's just the way we are. We're all very close and we're we all love our sport and we, we support each other all the way. So Yeah. Listen, that, that, there was joy for, for, for Carlo with the, the Joe McDonough Cup win. It was probably yeah. one of the most amazing matches I was ever at from a Carlo point of view. It was amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. so good being so good being there and, and the buzz afterwards. And you just be so proud of the lads. It was really, really good. Listen, um, how many senior club titles have you won with Maisha? I, I think I have nine. Sixteen, yeah. Nine. I have sixteen and then my my last one I got when I was twenty five and I'm twenty six now, so Yeah, and Kate sure must have more so. Kate's Kate, yeah. Kate started playing senior before the rule came in that you had to be your last year under sixteen. So I think Kate played her first senior final when she was twelve or thirteen. Go so away. she Yeah, so she she I, I don't know how many she has. I'd say she's up around 14, 13 or 14. Yeah, and your sister... And working around the same number. Yeah. <clears throat> and your sister Gillian, she would have played before you came into the side. Yeah, and Gillian's a bit of an all-rounder. Any sport Gillian played, she was brilliant at it. So she was camogie first and would, has a number of senior titles as well. Uh, and then she went and played rugby and she's a fantastic rugby player. And just more recently, she got an all-star in rounders. So oh, she's yeah. one of those up any sport and she's brilliant at it so um unfortunately her her rounders all-stars awards night is four days after i leave so i um, won't be able to make it 
And like, is that that's an all star national all star rounders award, is it? National, yeah. So she got hers for second base. So there's one for all the positions on the team. Hers was second base women's, yeah, in Ireland. And so it was great. What club is she playing with? She's playing with Cucullin Rounders in Ballon. That's right, yeah. Yeah, they're very strong. Yeah, yeah, they have a good they have a good rounders club over there now, men's and women's. Yeah, I sometimes wonder why the rounders hasn't caught on a bit more as a social aspect in the in the clubs. Yeah. I know that's a Michael or or Ballon, I mean, are are very, very, very strong in that, but it just yeah. hasn't I don't yeah. know what's the word. Yeah, I suppose it's now it, it has got much more, I suppose, popular in the last few years. Um and a lot of clubs are taking it up as kind of a social thing. So obviously Ballon would take quite seriously and Bagnestown, but Michel had a, a women's rounders team last year. You yeah. know, and they played for fun and there's there's more teams like that kind of popping up around, particularly around Leinster. Um so it's great to see. Yeah, it would be a real social, you know, part yeah. of, of of the GAA. Yeah. Um, listen, before we go away from family, I have to talk about James. I would know James from playing rugby in Carlo. I think he was mm-hmm. captain of Carlo at one stage, wasn't he? He was, yeah. yeah. He was kind of one of the, what would you say, the black sheep of the family. He didn't play as much GAA as he all did. The rest of you did. Yeah, yeah James, James is always rugby from the get-go. Like He's the oldest and I'm the youngest, so most of my childhood memories are in the rugby club on a Saturday and a Sunday. Do you know, you'd be there all day, so... Rugby was around just as long as as the GAA was. Um, I suppose it's just me, me, Kate, and Jamaica were so close in age. We were always kind of playing around the same time. Yeah. Um, the GAA kind of seemed to take over at one stage, but J- James and Gillian were were great rugby players, and James still is. So, very good. Rugby has a base in our house here. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Come here. How many? Uh, no, sir, not how many, but you're out of all the the senior camogie titles you have won. Is there anyone that stands out for you at club level anywhere? Um, probably my first one. Yeah. First one I won. Yeah, definitely. Um my first one. I, I think it was Mount Leinster Rangers we played. And I suppose growing up, well, I was always down training with the senior team when I was fourteen and fifteen before I could ever play. And that was just a thing that we did, the likes of Michelle Nolan and Ali Richisco. We just did that when we were younger because we looked up to the older women so much. And the likes of Mary Nolan and Olivia May and Olivia Jordan. And I think at that stage, I was just so excited to finally play a county final. Um, and, you know, it, it didn't matter how much they won in the past. Still, when you're playing the first one, you really, really want to win. And it's it's not a guarantee that you're going to win. And I think getting over the line and finally being part of it and being on the team was, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll always remember that, my highlight. And, and those finals might not, would, would not have been playing that much Cullen Park. Am I right there? No, they now I can't think off the top of my head where that one was played, but back then it was we played a lot in Kildavan, um, and a couple of finals in Bagnestown. Yeah, and more recently then kind of Fenna Carlow IT. Um, but it's great now to be getting into Netwatch Cullen Park yeah, more regularly. Yeah. You know, it is it's a huge, a huge deal and we're very happy to be in there. It, it really is a special place to run on to and and it may be for your first time even when you were a bit younger running onto that pitch there and the crowd cheering you on the stand, you know, and that stand it does it can it can rock at times, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and even the tunnel, like I think we we take the tunnel for granted. Like there's no there's no club in the, or no uh, county in the country that has that has something like that. And every time you run out through it and get onto the field, it is such a buzz. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I always say when I talk about the Michael players years ago, when when the senior hurlers and the senior footballers are coming out, if you're if you're at one end of the tunnel and you heard them coming, you run a mile, you'd be afraid of your life for them, you know. But look, that whole day has gone too, you know. And it wouldn't be just Michael, but other teams, you run a mile, you'd be afraid to be getting a bed for them as you were, as you were bursting out onto the field. I know, yeah. And the adrenaline is going and everyone is pumped up, yeah. It runs yeah, through you. Yeah, yeah listen, um, your Carl career, I have to talk to you about that. Um, mm-hmm. when, you obviously would have broken into the Michael team first. Can you remember how you uh, became got onto Carlo teams? Like a lot, would you have been involved with some of the teams who are playing the the junior B and the junior C finals down and down the country? Yeah, yeah, um, would yeah would have played would have played with Carlo up through the ranks from under fourteen up, I suppose. And when I was eligible then to play play on the women's team, um, we we played the junior C. I mean, no, I don't. I didn't play the junior C. I played the junior B final. I believe it was down in down the country somewhere, um, and then the next year we were up in, into the junior and then of course won the Premier Junior in 2016 so I suppose was always kind of knocking around there and and you kind of be asked in at the start of the year and it's still a fight then to get your place on the team so um, it was a very kind of gradual I suppose going up through the ranks from under 16 up Yeah, in with Countess yeah. Like around yeah. that time, 2016, 2017, it was a glorious era for Carlo GAA. The men yeah. were were winning the uh, Christie Ring and the Joe McDonough, and uh, you were winning your Car your Carlo. What was mm-hmm. that? Junior, junior. What's the what's the prep? Junior Premier, exactly. And then you went on the following year, and you won an All Ireland title with. Michael, the intermediate all yeah. the like were glorious times. The footballers were about the senior footballers and Carlo were about to uh, get promotion and um, from Division Four yeah. at the time. It was just a great time to be involved in particular yeah. at that time. It's a great time to be involved all the time, but at that time, like we were constantly going to Croke Park to see games. It was unreal. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and I remember even around that time the whole year there was such a buzz like even we used to use the gym in Netwatch Cullen Park it was Dr Cullen at that time and all the county teams were knocking around and the same over in Fenna over and back to training and like that the footballers would be there and the hurlers would be there and you just it was a really good buzz around um, for that year and of course to go on then and win it was was just brilliant but looking back I suppose the the commitment and the training level that we had to, to pull off a win at the end of it was just the, the cherry on top. Yeah, I think, really, I think really... see, there was no split season at the time either. And I think you were no. feeding off each other the whole lot of you. Because yeah. what, like there, was, there was an expect, there was a time Carlo teams got to Croke Park, oh no, we're not going to win. But now once one Carlo team, the Christy Ring team won, the girls won, suddenly there was this thing, there was no fear of Croke Park. It was just getting oh. up, go and, go and play and if you got a performance, you won. If you didn't get a performance, you didn't yeah. win. That was it. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose looking back as well, like it was it was the same people in the stands that were at all our matches all year. You know, like it's not like Crow Park was full. Like there was one side with the stand open and looking up, you can see all the familiar faces. And although it's a big it's a big event and it's in the biggest pitch in the country, it just felt like you were playing any other match and you just wanted to do it for all the people that had been supporting you all year. Um, how would you compare the Carlo and Michael wins? Oh sure, look, I suppose they're 
they're different in ways, but not really because once once you're playing with one team, that's your team. Do you know? So like when you're with Michael, you're with Michael, and you, and you go to the very ends to win and perform. And obviously, it's it, everyone wants to participate, but at the back of your mind, if you're competing, you want to win. Um, and as soon as you go into the Carlo dressing room at the start of the year, Carlo's our team, and it doesn't matter what club anyone is from. That's your team, and that's who you're going to put the body on the line to to get over the line. Um, so look, in ways you're playing with different people, and that's that's the nice kind of challenge with county. And there's probably more competition for places, and you're playing with girls that you've played with your whole life, or you might be in school with, and it's it's a good buzz. But as regards winning and wanting to win, there's absolutely no difference. Your team is your team. Very good. Yeah, listen, we'll go on to the county final next yeah. Sunday. Nev Breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to provide a huge challenge. But but what I also want to tell you this, I was talking to Brendan Hayden yesterday and I was amazed that he told me that the first time I mentioned 24 titles in a row to him was, a, was yesterday. And he hadn't heard the words 23 or 24 since last year. He says, it's mm-hmm. not on your radar when you're preparing for games. You just... Don't talk about those sort of things. You prepare for yeah. the year. Each year yeah. is different. Am I, is he right in saying that? Absolutely. Like, just because you've won county titles in the past doesn't guarantee you're going to win them again in the future. Like, even the likes of, you're saying, they breed are going to bring a tough challenge. Like, every match we play is a tough challenge, do you know? And regardless of score or where people are playing or the players you have on the line and players you have on the pitch all of us have individual goals and individual targets for games and then of course collective goals so regardless of what the match looks like from the outside every game is a challenge for us um, and it doesn't matter how much you know teams in the county were playing the same teams for the last well for me for the last 10 years in senior championship and y- you just can never guess what they're going to bring so we don't even bother looking at it focus on ourselves and ensure that we bring the right team on the day and whatever the other teams bring that's up to them it's not in our control so no we absolutely don't look at past performances past wins or other teams we just focus on Michael. Yeah and he was telling me heads never dropped during the year when say he had only nine or ten players in training because you were off with the county team the footballers are playing the Carlo Camogie team are playing so all those players and yourself Mm -hmm. included were yeah. You know, dedicated to Carlo cause at the yeah. time, and he was left with any of the players who didn't make the, the county panels. Yeah. But he said they just got on with it. That's it. And I suppose the big thing at Michael is that we've so much trust in each other and in management, and management, management have trust in us. So we know when push comes to shove and we've all our players back and we need to start training we know that that commitment is there we know we'll have girls back down and we know that we'll all have the same goals and drive to to push on and win so it's not like you've nine or ten girls down the pitch to start of the year and they're wondering will everyone else come back or you know what's going to go on because we all know as soon as everyone is back it's 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 a challenge and we have to put our heads down and get on with it so it's just having that trust in each other that no matter where you are you're getting the work done or if you're missing a session you're getting the work done and I suppose it stands to us yeah, and you slip in a couple of players every year. Like yeah. At this stage, Queen of Jordan is almost uh, an automatic. Not that there's any automatics, but I remember yeah. when she came into the side and um, Rihanna, Rihanna and Kenny, am I right in saying? Yeah. She yeah. has come into the side in recent years and she's established herself. And I'm sure yeah. there's more young guns in there now that you probably know a bit better than I do. Is that yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. And I suppose it's a, it's funny, Michael, you, you still think like you're one of the young ones on a team and all, all of a sudden you're an older one, do you know? So um, like the likes of Kate now is only 28. She's ancient on the team, do you know? Um, and Qu- the likes of Quiva Jordan and Rhiannon and Amy Nolan, they're now some of the older girls on the team. So look, looking down like on our, on our bench, we have girls like Ella Nolan and Neve Nolan that are playing and playing a bit of junior and like they are just buzzing to come on and it's great to have those younger girls coming up through the ranks and getting down training and and getting that bit of experience in so always have a few a few players kind of knocking around there Sarah Sheen is only 16 and she'd she'd beat a team on her own you know she's unreal so it, she is unreal yeah. I don't want me to put pressure but I've seen her I've been very impressed with her yep yep and I suppose the, the great thing about the younger girls in Michael is that there's no fear in any of them they're as tough as nails and they just get stuck in and that's what we need yeah yeah and Mary Nolan is looking after the junior side who are also in the final on the same day. Am I yeah. right in saying that, Jeff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's obviously so some think, more younger ones to come through there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And like it's it's just so good for Michael Camogie to have two teams in in a final on the same day. Like we're absolutely buzzing. And it's great to see girls down like Ruth Foley and Mary McBride who would have played senior camogie back in the day and are now playing in a junior final. Do you know it's it's really, really good. And then, of course, younger girls getting that bit of experience playing at adult level. And hopefully we'll be up on the senior panel someday as well. So um, so Mary Mary will be up to 90 on that day. She has her own team. And then, of course, she's she helps out with our team as well. So Yeah. Listen, I know what you're saying about that you focus on yourselves. And Brendan says you focus on yourselves. And you haven't looked at their breed. But you know yourself. There are players in that Nair breed side who yeah. are mad keen to go out and deprive you of that 24 title in a row or beat you in a county final if you, if you don't want to mention numbers is there anybody on that Nebri said who has impressed you over the years oh sure look any of them have impressed me over the years particularly the girls I would have played county with you know the likes of Ava Lawler and Emma Brennan and Rachel Sire like I've played with them I know they're fantastic players um, and you absolutely can't take that away from, from any player um, as I said, we haven't been looking at their performances this year per se, but of course, as a player, you can always acknowledge that there's there's great players out there, and you know we've played with them over the years, and we know they're committed and they're excellent players. So, of course, they they would have impressed us over the years, absolutely. Yeah, I look, Mark Brilliant there is a brother of of Emma, and he yeah. was involved with G in some of your glory years as well. So, he has brought some, you know, he was with you, and there's a connection there as well, still. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we can never knock all the work that Mark did with us over the years at club and county level, you know, um, and he certainly knows what he's about and he knows his stuff. So um, and still some of those things we learned back then are still standing to us today as players. So, yeah, listen, I won't drag it out anymore now, but let's say who's the greatest player you've ever played against for club and county, for club and for county. Anybody stand out? The greatest player I ever played against a county is Kira Donnelly, who I marked in the in the All Ireland final in 2016. I had nightmares about her for a couple of weeks before the match. Yeah, go away, go away. And she's still she's still playing as well, isn't she? She is, yeah, Eglish, yeah, Eglish and uh, Armagh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think she. What well, did she miss the free at one stage that that the very, uh, me and Kate tackled her right in front of the, the goal on the 21 yeah. yard line. Yeah, and. I remember standing on the goal line crying. Me and Kate were crying on the goal line because I thought we were after losing it. And she hadn't missed a free all day. I took the free and hit wide and that was game over. We won by a pint. 
Yeah, yeah totally I think seven. she went on afterwards to win her All Ireland title. Now I'm not sure about that, but I I remember at it's, one stage seeing her name and saying I was I was delighted that she had because absolutely yeah. Her, yeah, she's a fantastic player and she she never misses a free. So there was someone looking down on the stat day to put that ball wide. Yeah, so, and yeah, and you had been so far ahead. I think you just I don't know what happened that day. I think they came back at you rather than that. She that she sort of yeah, just yeah. They, they were strong that day. Yeah. Yeah. And at club level in Carlo, who 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 um would you what what's the word I'll say the greatest player that you played against in Carlo? I would say the toughest person I've ever had to mark in Carlo was Emer Byrne from Rangers. Go away. Yeah. Uh, near impossible to get the ball off her. Yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. And who's the greatest that you've played with? And I it's it's kind of a a question that maybe I shouldn't ask, but if there was anybody, no. if you were to pick one person to say who's the greatest player you ever played with, I'm probably being biased now. And people are rolling me, but of course, my sister Kate. She's one of the best in the country. She is. She's, no, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't roll my eyes against you. It's a double edged sword because she's absolutely brilliant. But the fact that I'm her sister, we also kill each other on the pitch. So yeah. we sometimes. Remember that we're teammates, you know. Um, but yeah, Kate definitely sure she's absolutely fantastic. There's no denying it. Yeah, listen, I'm looking forward to the final next Sunday. If it's anyway as good as last year, where you had to go to the pillar collar to beat their breed, we'll have a great match and a great absolutely. game. And we'll leave it at that. So 